All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Doctor Who. Uh, I'm Josh, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jack. Hi there. Sorry, the, the, the little pause you do between the Doctor and the Who, it, they, it just makes me chuckle every time. That's why my delay, like my kind of intro is so delayed. I'm just sitting there laughing to myself. How's it going, JP? You all right? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I, I've got to say, I think this is probably, I know we were only four episodes in, but this is the one I'm most excited to talk about, to be honest. Is it really? Because, yeah, we are doing episode four and episode five. It was a two-parter. We're going to be talking about both of those today. So it's going to be a little bit of an extended podcast. Um, but it made sense, as we said last week, do both of them at the same time. And uh, yeah, I, I've got to say, I'm excited. I've got a lot to talk about. I love that. Well, before we jump in, I just want to say thank you to everyone interacting with the Instagrams. We've just started up on uh, Thread, very uh, topical at the minute. So thank you to everyone engaging with us there. Uh, specifically, I'm going to give Raquel a shout out. She's going to be coming on in a few weeks time. Also, a massive thank you to V. Uh, she's currently doing some artworks for us. She's going to be doing it uh, episode by episode as we go on. And her Instagram at so that you can go and see is at V's art, which is V-E-E-E-S-A-R-T-T. Thank you very much, V. We really appreciate it. There's another podcast called Bow Ties Are Sometimes Cool. Um, things like are pretty good. They do more classic Who stuff than us, but uh, definitely worth giving them a follow. Uh, and then Silly Lily and Doctor's Vortex as well. Thanks for the engagement, guys. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the feedback and everything. And yeah, keep it coming. Like, comment, subscribe, follow us wherever you can. We're doing this for you guys. So uh, yeah, we really appreciate your support and engagement, everybody. Yeah, no, really appreciate it, guys. And, you know, as I said, any questions, anything you want us to talk about, want us to do, just let us know, you know, through Instagram, thread, email, whatever. Just fire them over our way and we'll pick them up. But for now, as Jack said, we're looking at episodes four and five, Aliens of London and World War Three. Um, far away, JP, what did you think? You know what? I, I, I did have very mixed feelings about this, and it's actually more coming from a practical point rather than the actual story. Okay. But I've got to say, for a, for a sci-fi story, an alien attack in London that then progresses into a, a, just an invasion that's already happened. <laughs> I mean, look, all I'm saying, Marvel copied the story. You know, this secret invasion, they're doing <laughs> it as the new thing and everything like that. Look, they, yeah, Doctor Who did it. You know, nearly nearly twenty years ago. Doctor so, Who did it first. Yeah, exactly. Secret yeah, Invasion. Yeah. Who. yeah, exactly. Um, no, I've got to say, really, really good. Um, I, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. It, it was really brilliant. I mean, the the first note I've got is I, I clocked that I was assuming that they went back to, you know, they they were going to go back to go see Rose's mum, see Mickey, and everything like that. Um, and the first thing is, is I thought that nice to know that London hasn't changed in nearly twenty years. You know, it's still. <laughs> It's still the same architecture that just hasn't changed, which it is. is uh, which well, it is... hasn't changed for hundreds of years, really, to be fair. What the shard has popped up, uh, the gherkins popped up. I think that's about it, though, really. Um, let me yeah, ask you this, enough. though, JP. This is the least well received episodes of this series, uh, the worst rated, according to IMDb. Uh, do you agree or do you disagree so far? probably agree with what i've seen so far i think it was probably the weaker episode are we saying it's both four and five or are we just saying four uh, four and five they're both the two worst reviewed of this season uh, i mean i it was a bit uh, almost slapstick in some places <laughs> i guess with the gas exchange and everything which i could see why you know kind of if you like doctor who i, I can't imagine your is someone that is watching something to watch, you know, to for, for slapstick purposes. I, I feel like you're there for more, you know, kind of what I'd call like intelligent humor, you know, something like that. Um, but it is, I've a got to say, show, that mate. it is a kid's show, it is a kid's show, it is a kid's show, um, which is why I think they made all the fat people the aliens. But you know, yeah, what well, did you like? The people? uh, did you like the subtle social commentary? I didn't pick up on it the first hundred times I've watched it of fat politicians with hot air inside them, just gas yep. all the time. Yeah, it took me ages yep. to pick up on that very subtle bit of uh, uh, social commentary, as I said. Did you did you get it? Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. I think it's, um, I mean, it's still relevant now, to be honest. I, I reckon we should do it. We should do a test in there. You know, just get just get everybody to eat a raw pickle, like, you know, kind of <laughs> in, a, in a jar. 
and, and we'll, uh, I'm saying at least a third, maybe, you know. But, um... Well, no, I was actually thinking a similar thing, right? If this was to happen nowadays with the real-life government, we don't really have any fat politicians anymore, to be fair, do we? Do you reckon they'd fit inside Boris? Uh, probably Boris, yeah. Definitely Boris. Dave, definitely not Jake, Jacob Rees-Mogg. No, definitely just, not. Definitely he's not. a beanpole. You know, the, the, you're not fitting a hamster in. Well, it, he's you know? definitely that's, that's a different species of, of alien. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, who else, to be honest? Diane Abbott. Definitely Diane Abbott. <laughs> Oh dear! I uh, know uh, who. Who else? Who else? They're, they're, I'd say Boris. Definitely Boris Johnson. I try. I don't really know any more politicians. Ian Starmer, Duncan Smith he... is it? Someone? I think Scotland's definitely got a, a few fatter. I don't even know if he is Scottish actually, but definitely Scotland's <laughs> got the fatter MPs. I would say. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, admittedly, I don't actually watch a lot of you know kind of politics on TV. It's you know it's important, but it's not the kind of thing that I'm watching TV for. So <laughs> I, I only know people that kind of make uh, make fuck ups and end up on the front page of a of a newspaper. And I walk past and go, "Oh, look at that guy!" You know, <laughs> there could be, there could be, but um, no, I I thought it was a very very interesting story, but there was a few few minor things that did kind of irk me and i can see why if you're a fan of kind of clean cut stuff why that might be not you know why it wouldn't have been well you know as well received as something else do you want to start with that stuff or start with the good stuff uh let's start let's let's start with that stuff we'll get the bad stuff out of the way and then we'll finish on the good stuff always finish on a high so the, the i mean the main thing for me is it was just like it was really, really weird because it was just everything was so like security was so lax, you know. It was just like, <laughs> and, and I go right from the start, like we're, we're right from the start, they're in the hospital, and you know, you know, you've got all these people going back and forward, and you're like, all right, so we've got this alien species that's come down, we've transported the body, everything like that, and you got the doctor there with no gloves, no mask, no nothing like that. She's just yeah. like, yeah, you know, and I'm just like surely you know so and just anyone could walk in i know he was like the you know the general or something like that but it was just like you know and then the doctor turns up and i know the doctor's very you know kind of charismatic and he's very you know you almost get a feeling that this guy knows what he's talking about but you've got these guys that you know the soldiers there that's <laughs> yeah i'm assuming the the most highly trained and then he just pops up in the middle of their smoke break and he just goes right, right let's Delta, Delta plan, let's go. And then they just yeah, Delta board. plan D, which is just run down a corridor. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, I just, I, oh, it's very, very, you know, and the bit where where the the actual um, where they're chasing them through Downing Street, and they're like, yeah. oh, oh mate, don't, there's some don't go upstairs. Either, yeah. and it's just like, oh yeah, with the soldiers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely there'd be like loads of noise upstairs, and uh, as a serving police officer or close protection officer, you'd go, maybe I should go investigate up there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, just, I think there's a lot of hand waving to be done in these episodes. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely, and it was, you know, it was, it was literally just, I mean, yeah, where, where was it? I'll put, I, I just. Yeah, what I put, I just said, yeah, security, security is bad. You know, nobody looks in the car. There's, there's just so many things in that those two episodes that are convenient for the plot, and yeah. the only reason they happen is to just further the plot. And it's not too bad if you do, you know, a few subtle things like going back to episode two with the um with the the ID card he shows them. It's just I can't remember what, what did he call it. The ID card that's just everything. It's just whatever you need. It is. Oh, the psychic paper. That's it, psychic papers. You know, something like that, uh, you know, a universal translator, even the sonic screwdriver, it, it, you know, it's just a plot device that just helps carry the story along. So one isn't yeah. bad, but when you've when you've pretty much got not one but two episodes based on plot, you know, kind of things that happen yeah. to the plot. Yeah, Yeah, it just, I, I don't know, it was it almost seemed a bit forced, but yeah, I, I, I think that was, you know, that was it. So what should we do? Should we go through the um, good parts and then go chronologically? Or what, how do you want to do this? Yeah, do it. I mean, just touching on a few points that you've raised already. The Doctor that wasn't wearing any PPE. She comes back uh, as a main character in the Torchwood TV series. Um, really? Yeah. So actually, to our listeners, let us know if you want to do Torchwood when we get there. Because we could do... One episode tortured, one episode doc two, like as it releases simultaneously. That I would quite like to go through that with you. That torture was fucking scary shit, man. 
compared to this. Like, it's still scary. Really? Yeah, it's brutal, mate. Gory as hell. Um, oh, there was one. Oh, and so the soldiers, right, unit, um, mm-hmm. he calls them the United Nations Intelligence Task Force, right? Unit, yep, yep. In every other series, it's called the Unified Intelligence Task Force because the United <laughs> Nations complained, apparently, that they were using their name without their permission. <laughs> they had to change it from United Nations to Unified. How funny is that? Wow, that's the only like, actual thing that the United Nations have done that have had any kind of effect. Exactly. You know, yeah. they, wow, they, they complained about a Doctor Who episode. and that. Do you reckon there was one guy at the United Nations that was just sent there? At the time, it probably would have been sent around by email, wouldn't it? They were just like, lads, we've been mentioned on the... Uh, on Doctor Who, like, <laughs> they're just a, like the, one of the high ups of the United Nations walked past and was like, "Nope, I'm not having any of this." Right? Who do I know at the BBC? That's it. That's, yeah. that's quite funny, actually. No, what, it's quite... Oh, what a bore though! Like, I just yeah, I know, isn't it? How very fun, strange. United Nations. How uncool! Oh dear. Right, yeah, I have no, one exactly. other question for you as well. Rose's hair. Did you notice her weird little Jedi Padawan braid that she had throughout this? I did. You know Wait, what? That was one of the points I put down. Distracting thing I've ever seen. It, it, I mean, uh, there was nothing in the episode about it. Is it something that's, that is explained further down the line, or is that just it? Just was there? Maybe that's the series running Easter egg that I've just given you a hint to. <laughs> <laughs> she just actually slowly, like she, the, in the final episode of season one of Doctor Who, she actually comes out looking like Princess Leia at the end of um, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a load of Ewoks that are just hidden in the set, and they're just like, that is the hidden alien species. It's the Ewoks who are really, for some reason, good at playing here. It just, go. I'd never noticed it before. And in line with that, I never knew the Slovene had a little tail as well. That's something that I'd never, ever in a million years have picked up on. And I was yeah. like, they've got tails. What the fuck? I mean, they were based on lizards. I mean, I quite liked how they, they when they blinked, or here we go, here's a question is it blinked or blunk? Oh, it's Whichever one it is, right? Blinked. I know. Blinked or Anyway, whenever they blinked, it went. It went kind of like the the slit was um, vertical rather than horizontal. Yeah, so probably like a lizard. I like that. I think that was quite cool. They had a really weird, like kind of um, almost like a baby face, like with the you know the really chubby cheeks and everything. That was a bit of a you know weird design, but I really like the way. design. Yeah, are you a fan or? Yeah, no, I am. It's weird, wonderful. It's everything you want from an alien species, really. Well, you'll be pleased to know that they come back. Uh, actually, in this series, they come back, I think. Well, yeah, they're, 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 they're bargain hunters, you know. They've got to get retribution. Can you remember the planet that they're from, JP? This always comes up in Doctor Who quizzes and stuff. No. And honestly, I can't. I think it's Raxagoracophalopatorius. And I hate that I know that. I hate how much of a geek this podcast is outing me to be, but... I tell you what, though, remind me the next time we go to a Doctor Who theme podcast, I'm just going to have you just on speakerphone <laughs> on the table, and I'll be like, "Right, Josh, over to you. You know, this is it. <laughs> this is your time to shine." You know, it's, um, yeah, no, because that's right. Because there's a really interesting thing. I, I know we're skipping there, but it's that really interesting thing where they're trying to narrow it down. Yes, and, yes, uh, great bit, great bit. Yeah, I thought that was that was very cool, but. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. No. So, should, should we start chronologically and go through? Yeah. Fire away, JP. Yeah, of course. So, um, the interesting thing is, um, for me, I, I wondered because, of course, I know you mentioned about the Easter eggs and everything. And you was like, the, like, an example you gave was there was someone trying to contact the Doctor throughout the the, the season, and I wondered if because there's a there's a, a kid right at the start that graffitis bad wolf onto the uh, Tardis. Yes. And of course, at the end of the episode, or well, the end of the second episode, the the kids cleaning it off while the doctor's there watching him. Yeah, which I quite love. I, I mean, yeah, it's it's the best way to do it. You know, you definitely learn from your, your your mistakes and everything. But I wondered if that potentially could have been like bad wolf, as in you know some kind of alien wolf thing. But then the fact that they cleaned it off at the end, maybe think oh, maybe not. If it had been more significant, they probably would have kept it or only shown it once. But. Um, yeah, it's very interesting that they messed up with the time. They went a year later as opposed to 10 seconds or a minute later. Or whatever That's a really interesting uh, concept, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes it, it's just very, I mean, again, it's how time works, really, isn't it? You know, they could go off for what is perceived as Rose and, and the Doctor for five years and then come back and it was only gone 10 seconds. 
that's yeah. I think that's the coolest thing. That's the thing I really couldn't get my head around, you know. And again, how the the second episode ended, it was like, wow, that yeah, that makes sense. They literally could come back ten seconds later, and then they could have had six seasons worth of content. Adventures, yeah. That, that, that's it. Um, so I like that. I've got to say though, Rose's mum had the best line in you know in, in any episode so far. Where she goes up and she's like, "You're a doctor, stitch this," and then just absolutely <laughs> slaps the doctor. I just like that is brilliant. I'm I'm now going to start using that in my life because I feel like that is something I need to, you know. If you're a doctor, stitch this. Yeah, um, absolutely, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think we found that the doctor is not. No, hold on. Someone I, I put looking good for nine hundred years old. No, it was the doctor is nine hundred years old. It was the doctor. It was established that he's nine hundred years old. Um. I'm not sure. You you may have to correct me on this one, but he's. I mean, does he count when he regenerates? Because I, I know that he regenerates. That's something I know. It is. Does that? It's one. completely unknown. He's throughout, like um, Eccleston and Tennant is pretty consistent. His age, he tends to be pretty consistent. And then when Moffat takes over, it's just all over the place. He's been alive for a thousand years, nine hundred years, ten like all over the place. So his okay. age isn't really a thing. But yeah, throughout Russell's era, he tends to keep on referring to himself as about 900 years old. Okay, cool. So yeah, so it's not, I mean, does that count in the regeneration? So let's say if he regenerates, he still counts himself. He doesn't start from one again, or does he start from one again? I don't I, I don't know. I, that might be actually a good way around it because every doctor does give different, like it's so inconsistent. Maybe that is the answer. But yeah, it's never sort of, or to date it hasn't really been revealed yet but yeah i think for the purpose of these series he's about 900 years old can we speak that bit when he's on the rooftop with rose and they're talking about the age and everything i love that she just goes you're so gay i'm like oh yeah this is yeah this is a 20 year old tv program yeah i remember now uh yeah i mean there's certain things you know you you watch and i know that things have kind of moved on and everything for the better my eyes you know but you do get now and again, it's just like, you it, you almost like wince, didn't you? You just think, oh, yeah, that's, you know, especially the BBC as well, you know. Um, you just but that threw me, like... that threw me because Russell is gay. Russell is like a big activist in the gay community and he's gay himself. So I looked up and he did, there's an interview where he says he just included it because that's how people spoke back then. Like, you well, know, yeah, I mean, not an insult, that's just, People would say that if you can't like, you know, we were at school at this time. If you'd have come in with like a bright pink rucksack or something, we'd have gone, hey, look at you. That's gay. If you did something yeah. uncool, it would be gay. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, it's it's a very, uh, I mean, uh, you know, kind of without deviating too much, only Fools and Horses actually, you know, kind of portrayed this the best. Because if you watch some of the first kind of episodes in The Only Fools and Horses, they do use some, you know, terms and, they do use language today that isn't appropriate now. Yes. However, as time went on, because of course only fools and horses ran for a while, and I'm assuming this is the same with Doctor Who as well. As it went on, of course, yeah, you know, things changed, and yeah, you know, what people could, you know, couldn't say and everything like that kind of progressed. You then noticed that they kind of they actually tailor the characters the way that they speak, like they'd actually speak like someone that was yes. there and then, rather than speaking like someone that was in the past and going, oh well. You know, we're just keeping up tradition and everything. They they progress the characters forward with the times. Yeah, especially when you've got a character yeah. like Del Boy who is so desperate to fit in with whatever's cool at the time. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. And and again, it, it's one of those things like, you know, us looking back in 2004, you know, at 2005, people would have said that all the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just it was just a common thing, you know, and, and it's just, you know, but, I mean, look, it's not... Put it this way, it's not the end of the world because you know it could it could just be that you know actually it's a compliment, but at the same time it's probably not. If uh, if I was if I was going to head for a bet, she probably used that as an insult rather than a compliment. But yeah, hey, is what it is. Yeah. So uh, that how good does that crash look as well though? Yeah, I mean the 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 CG like it was. It, I've got to say the CGI for the the spaceship going through Big Ben was very good I, I i've got to say for a bbc uh you know series that didn't have the biggest budget in the world you can tell that they went you know they they just put they they went all in and they went look we're going to make this a big cgi thing we're going to try and get as many people in as possible 
and then further down the line we'll try and keep them in and i've got to say it looks incredible the only weird thing is though when the spaceship crashed i'm sure it made a truck horn noise <laughs> yeah, i did pick up on that as well to be fair and, and of course watching the series i, I mean I, I i've had to take a few notes out of you know kind of out of my notes because you know it was just like there was a few things i was like oh well what you know why didn't why didn't the spaceship just land in the river before of course you know further down the line you find out it's a it's an entire plot and that's why it didn't yes but uh, it was just like things things like that but the only thing i couldn't work out is i was like these aliens they've got all of this you know kind of access to intergalactic technology and yet they put a truck horn on a crashing <laughs> spaceship couldn't work that one out but anyway so that's uh yeah, so that that's that's that. But um, yeah, no, the the only thing that actually, in fact, I didn't actually have time to do it. But the army pull up when when the first yeah when the, the spaceship crashes, everything goes into lockdown. The in inverted commas the crack team of uh, soldiers turn up, and uh, there's there's a number on the side of a truck which is I, they they don't really do it anymore, or, or at least I've not seen it. But you know, like sometimes they're like, oh, how's my driving? And you get a little <laughs> number on the on there. Well, one of them turned up on the side and it had that on the side. And I was like, is that a thing that they actually would have put on a truck? Or was that just that they borrowed someone's truck and they couldn't like paint it over or something? Good question. Yeah. good question. You didn't call yeah. it, no? Didn't call it because it was an 0800 number. And to be honest, you know, it's 0800 numbers are expensive now. You're not ready to invest in the podcast that much yet. Oh, well, you know, I mean, like, if anybody's listening that wants to sponsor and, you know, enable me to ring an 0800 <laughs> number to find out it's just actually a number that doesn't work, you know, please feel free. But uh, <laughs> now, in all honesty, I, I didn't have time. I just ran out of time because I, I, the, the problem is, is I wanted to watch the two episodes as close together as possible. Yeah. Because I didn't want to leave as much time. You know, I wanted to go straight off the bat. And um, I, I literally only did it a couple of days ago. So I haven't really had time to kind of, it's just like, I've got to get the episodes watched, got to watch them. And as I said, wanted to watch them back to back, which uh, which I'm glad I did, in fairness. Yeah, no, no, good. I just want to say as well, the Big Ben thing, not CGI. They use miniatures and they smashed the miniature. That's how they did it. Really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. No CGI for that uh, Big Ben crash. That's interesting because that didn't look like, I wouldn't like so uh, again. I know that time has passed on since the you know the original Star Wars films, but you can tell that they're miniatures. Yes, you know the way they move. It's very stop motion and everything like that. But that didn't that Big Ben and the spaceship didn't actually look like kind of figurines or anything. They uh, fair play to them. They've done that really well then. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool, right? So moving on, what did you think of like all the news reports and everything? Brilliant. Blue Peter was on there as well. You know, you gotta love it. An old style two thousand, yeah, two thousand five style Blue Peter. <laughs> I, I love it. I think that's brilliant. Um, and again, it's it's how I remember the news being like back in like two thousand and five. You know that that yeah. was the thing. I mean, nowadays when they're like kind of you know kind of shifting a body away from a scene or something like that, they put screens up and everything. But like back then, they were you know the, the journalists were everywhere. They were like, yeah, go on, we're gonna I'm gonna hide in the bin or like literally go yeah, find yeah. the crane or so just to get the shot. And then of course they get the shot and they'd be like, yeah, put it on TV. That's that's fine. Nobody's ever going to get that kind of emotional trauma for that or anything. I love the um, idea that they just left the nearest bridge open and you've just got the punters on this bridge. You've yeah. got the news, camp, <laughs> yeah. news teams on the bridge. I'm like, come on, that would so not happen if that was the case. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially when London's like completely, I mean, London's gridlocked at the best of times. But, um, you know, the fact that they couldn't drive anywhere, it's just like, how did so many people get on the bridge then? Oh, go on, mate. I was going to say, there's one, there's one newscaster running along, and he's just like, look, the taxi stopped. we got to go. And he's just running along with his cameraman behind him, just legging it through the streets of London to make it to the bridge. You know, but, uh, Yeah, it did make me chuckle. So this will make you laugh. The reason that whenever you see the news or Blue Peter and stuff, it's like a filming of a TV rather than like the news report actually being on the screen is because mm -hmm. there's a law or there was a law in place at the time where you couldn't, like in an entertainment show, you couldn't broadcast a fake news because there was a fear that people would believe it was real. So the way to get around it was you'd have to film it on the telly. On the I TV, yeah. fucking love that. It's just the most ridiculous rule I've ever fucking heard. But I think they work around it really cool when you've got the doctor wrestling that little kid for the remote and just nonsense, but I love it. That's right, because the little kid changes it over to Blue Peter on the TV, which yeah. is, uh, yeah. But I mean, that, you know what, though? The scary thing is, I think that's actually probably for the best. 
Because especially in this day and age as well, it wouldn't take someone 10 seconds to walk past the TV, see an alien, you know, kind of a, the B, a, a knockoff of the BBC News saying about an alien spaceship has crash landed. And then before you know it, that's trending on Twitter. Or now Thrift, you know, trending on Thrift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's, yeah, no, that's, that's it. But it's so creative. The way they got around it, so creative. I like that. It's, um, that's good. That's good. Right. What the fuck? How did nobody call Mickey when Rose came back? The poor man is just putting his shoes out. He's been called in for questioning for a murder suspect five times or however many it is. He comes back and nobody fucking calls him. No, see, I think this was established further. And uh, when, when the uh, Slovene, the the like, uh, police inspector goes to Rose's mum and then Mickey comes in and saves her. Yeah. I think it was established that she still believed that Mickey was responsible for her going missing. Yeah, but she knows about the. Oh, yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. To be fair. Yeah, she, because yeah. I'm not saying that she thought that she, like, he murdered her, but I'm pretty sure that she was like, uh, he, no, I think he says to her or something, like, now, like, now do you believe me or something like that? So I think that's the reason why nobody called him. Uh, that was suppose his mum was like, uh, you know, I don't want anything to do with him. Um, I mean, it could be a guilt thing. Could, could have felt guilty, but yeah, that's the, that's the way I saw that anyway. Fair enough, mate. What else have you got in your notes, lad? I'll be honest with so, you. I love this episode, but I found myself struggling to pay attention through this. I don't know if it's because I've seen it too many times or if I just wasn't in the right frame. But I was a bit like, oh, this could probably have been one episode. I think there's a lot of filler throughout this. So my notes aren't that extensive through this one, if I'm being honest with you. We must have watched episode, different episodes, then. <laughs> I, honestly, these I know it was two episodes, but these are the longest notes that I've ever written. No, um, I, I love the episode. I just found it a bit like, oh, nothing's really happening. Do you know what I mean? No, in fairness, I get that because a lot of my notes are actually gripes, like small gripes that just like different bits and pieces. So, of course, the next one, why does nobody wear PPE? Yeah. I actually wonder what our alien protocols are because they go upstairs with the, the red briefcase. Yeah. So I, yeah. Thought it was a, I thought that was a tax thing. I'm not going to lie. When, you know, when the Chancellor always stands outside with the red briefcase, I thought that was a tax thing, but. <laughs> maybe maybe it's the alien protocol and they just they say it's tax to you know kind of you know um next thing oh yeah so the next thing that i put the doctor has spare keys for the tardis yeah a great idea but i i just why does he have spare keys for the tardis because he's a player he's got to give all his companions keys yeah of course yeah, but this to me, this is the first companion he's had. Oh, yeah, to, yeah, okay, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, it was running throughout the 80s and yeah, from the 60s, uh, yeah, yeah, and there's always been a different companion. The doctor's a slut, man. <laughs> I'm not sure Russell T. Davis quite had that when he, uh, you know, kind of when he was writing, uh, writing down, he was just like, Yeah, the doctor's a proper slut on this one. But, I wouldn't uh, be surprised yeah. if he did, he just nonchalantly. Hands over a spare key to his TARDIS and then fucks off anyway. Like that meant nothing handed over that key, I don't think. No, I suppose I, it was more. I, I suppose <laughs> it's like you know when you oh, again you live in you know where where you live you don't really have uh, have pubs, but but back in the UK we have this thing where uh, if you go to like a, a pub that's got a darts board or something, they'll have darts behind the uh, behind the bar. And in order to get that, you have to leave a deposit. Now, if you don't actually have cash, you can leave like a, a, a watch or something like that, and they'll put it in the tub, like in the tub thing that goes goes there. And it almost to me, it almost felt like a deposit. It was like, yeah, I'm coming back. Don't worry about it. Here, here's, here's some keys, um, which did make me laugh. But um, yeah, so that's um, yeah, no, just doctor of spare keys. Aliens have landed. People start having a party. I, I think yeah, um, I think we'd probably do the same thing, wouldn't we? I don't know. I, I, normally, party. I mean, you have a party to celebrate things, yeah. But I, you don't know if they're friendly or not yet. If they come down and they're like we're really friendly, here's all this technology. We want to share this. We want to do this. We want to do that. And yeah, by all means, go out celebrate. It's it's brilliant. But uh, they they knew nothing about it. It was just a spaceship land. Well, some kind of craft landed in the Thames, and then people are like, "Let's go! Let's get on it." I know, I know it doesn't take a lot of people, you know, a lot for people in London to get on it, but mate, I, I, know, I it just seemed a bit weird. I one hundred percent reckon if an alien 
spaceship landed anywhere in the world and the news is doing like a live broadcast of it and it's a Saturday or something like that. I guarantee you I'd be on the, if I was still in living in, oh, yeah. I'd be on the blower to all of you. And I'd be like, lads, get some beers. I've got the live stream up. Let's see how this fucking plays out. I suppose like a, like a watch party kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Actually like a watch party. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, come on, boys. I've got the barbecue on outside. Let's see how this all plays out. Let's go. If they yeah, blow it, up it the world then. now, let's all go out together at a barbecue. Do you know what I mean? Presumably, <laughs> everything's right... closed as well. Like, you'd like to think you'd get a day off if aliens landed. What else are you going to be doing? Yeah. In fact, well, I, I work in London, so I'd probably be looking out for the office window again. Oh, look at that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, um... true. <laughs> I can live stream it for everyone. I can be like, there you go. That's, that's my yeah. new job. Just, just, just be a cameraman. I like that little girl. You know, in Spider Man 3 with uh, with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. The little girl. Yes, yes. She, the... And he goes over and he's just like, oh, how much for the camera? And she's like, oh, 10 bucks. And then he trusts the that phone. And he, she's like, the film's extra. That'd be me. I, mean, yeah. oh, I can stream it, but it's going to cost you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, yeah. So uh, the pie. Okay. Yeah. Potentially a watch party. The thing I loved about the uh, TARDIS in this episode, though, is the Doctor says, oh, I'm just going for a wander, jumps in the TARDIS, the TARDIS starts misbehaving, he hits it with a hammer, starts working. Yeah, I love that. I love Kiss it. the hammer, thank you very much. Yeah, who hasn't fixed something by hitting it with, you know, just hitting it before? I mean, old TVs, radios. Oh, it's um, fact, Jeremy Clarkson, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in fact, you, you once fixed my car as well by hitting it into the curb. Um, yes, intentionally. Yes, yes, intentionally. In the no, not intentionally. Uh-huh. You took yes. the handbrake. <laughs> but for, for those that, that, that are listening, well, I'll elaborate. So I had a, um, I, I had an old car, and it had a um, the speedometer. The arrow was a little bit wobbly, so when you drove it, it actually wobbled a little bit. So you you you, you knew you were doing, you know, kind of you were traveling between, you know, kind of five and ten miles an hour. It's just whichever <laughs> one was anyone's guess. And we were in a we were in a car park one night, and we we gone to the, the McDonald's, and uh, Josh is sat in my car, and he takes the handbrake off while I'm out of my car. I'd like and to I see my car. I'd just like so to interject. I used to work at Halford, so I know how to fix things. Oh, yes. yeah, that's true. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I'm stood outside of my car, obviously going to the bin to put the rubbish in, and I turn around and I see my car. I'm parked on a slope as well, and I see my car just start rolling going towards the curb. <laughs> And of course, I, I honestly, it felt like that scene for the in between us where he starts running and he's just like, my car, like, and he's, and he's running. And I see my car, like the wheels, like, luckily it was just the wheels that hit the uh, hit the curb, but of course, the wheels like hit the curb in front. And uh, very gentle. Well, yeah, well, I wasn't best pleased at the time. I get in the car, go to drive off, and I notice that the uh, speedometer arrow is dead straight and does not wobble anymore. So that's probably the, the best story of hitting something and it actually works. Yeah, um, and the legend I am fixed your car. Yeah, and you pretended that you worked at Halfords for all that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so hit, hit me with a hammer. I love that. I think it's, um, I, I feel like it's the Doctor's character. I, th- I feel like Christopher Eccleston is kind of going across, like he's coming across as that kind of chaotic Doctor. Chaotic oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. He wait until David Tennant, mate. He whacks that thing like he's beating himself off. <laughs> it's the worst analogy I've ever used, but yeah, I was gonna say, not saying I, I thought I'd hear when I woke up this morning, but hey, it is what it is. Now, well, I, I know that moving, JP. we'll keep it moving. So, I know that we're in now the day of the G, you know, GDPR and everything like that, and it's the four letters that everybody, you know, just detests. But <laughs> I just it made me laugh. The first thing I, I thought of, they leave the uh, the protocol, and you've yes. got the uh, you. You, you you got uh, the the MP uh, Harriet that's walking around, and she 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 just finds the brief. And I know they're aliens, but she just finds the briefcase just on the table unlocked. And it's like <laughs> one who why wouldn't you lock the room? Two why would you leave it in an unopened like an unlocked suitcase? Like it just doesn't seem like. Because and again, they're aliens. Old. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, the next quick thing I had was why were so many of the soldiers on the break at the same yeah you know, on break at the same time. Oh yes, when they go to the hospital thing. Exactly that, yeah. And he he, he you know, kind of uh, walks in, and then he's just there, and he's just like, right, yeah. And then there's a, a scream, and then they go for Delta Pan. Um that, um, that hospital, by the way, keep your eye on that Albion Hospital. Not a real hospital, but it does come up again this season. Interesting. Okay, in a good way or a bad way? Ah, uh, I don't know. 
Just in a way. In a way. Interesting. In a way. Interesting. What did you think of uh, Harriet Jones, MP for Fly Down North? Uh, I thought she was like Liz Truss. Oh, no, she's better than Liz Truss, man. I, I, I just feel like I, I was getting very Liz Truss vibes from her while she's going around. And I will say, though, that, you know, Harriet Jones, in the end of the episode, actually took the ball by the horns and went, this is how we're doing it. Whereas Liz Truss fell apart like the cabbage that uh, she was. Oh, no, sorry, the lettuce that she was uh, she was compared to. We're very political in this one, aren't we? Yeah, um, we Harriet <laughs> Jones is a recurring character and she has one of the best arcs of Doctor Who, I reckon. I've got to say, I really liked it because the, the the first introduction you get of her, you know, she know. I mean, it did slightly annoy me, and I, I do. It does happen to me sometimes at work that you know an alien has literally landed on Earth, and she's like, "Look, yeah, but how about this private hospital? Like, how about we get this hospital?" And it's like, I get it's important to her, and I like her tenacity, but at the same time, you're like, "There's bigger fish to fry at this point." But, but also, hey, look, what happens after the alien invasion? We can't put all this stuff on hold just because some aliens. Business has to carry on as normal. Yeah, but I'm not saying that you go, yeah, but you put that kind of thing on the back burner for something that's dealt with <laughs> after the event, maybe, just as, you know. But I like her tenacity, though. I think she was, you know, just the whole bit where she's like snooping around and then she hides in the cupboard and, you know, she's listening. I, I, I really thought that was quite cool. I did, I did like that. And of course, that's, um, uh, the, the actress whose name I now can't remember, she plays um, Sean's mum in Sean of the Dead. She does, yeah. Yeah, 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 she does. She Which does. I really like. I just think, you know, she's just, you know, it's brilliant, you know. Oh, if it feels gone. Where's he gone? You know, yeah. it's just brilliant. I, I love it. I, I love it. I think it's good. But, um, yeah, no, that that's it. Um, I've got to say, the uh, fake alien was a bit weird. But... Is a fake. I think it works perfectly as a fake alien. Yeah, I mean, it did. Again, one of the, the a lot of notes I made, I actually deleted because one of the notes, another note I made, I said like, "Why a pig?" Like, it, it just with a pig's head. Like, it, I was like, "That's not very creative, Doctor Who." Of course, it was a fake, and you know, further down. So, uh, yeah, things like that, I actually really liked. It was like, you know, it kept you guessing the entire time. Did you pick um, up on the on the whole thing that it was an invasion, or was it sort of because it like there are obviously when you look back there are the clues. Okay, why would it crash into Big Ben? Why is it a pig? But it's not really like you're not really led to believe that it's an internal invasion. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of Mickey that yeah. actually comes up with it. Did you pick up on it before the story, or has it unfolded? No, no. The only thing that I kind of um, I kind of picked on that was a bit strange was. Um, they were laughing. Um, the the three um Severians were laughing about something yeah. that that had gone up, and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. I wonder if they've they've got some kind of connection. But I genuinely thought it was at the time. I thought it was like a, a rival alien race or something like that, rather than a complete decoy. Yeah, nice. I got you. Um, yeah, but no, as a as a first time watcher, it was like, oh, that's a bit weird. And then as the story progressed, it was like, oh, actually, it was a decoy. And I'm like, I like that. That's good. That's good. So yeah, so the yeah the um little pig thing was was a bit weird. Um, I, do I think that a, a, a fully trained soldier would maybe gun down the alien thing running at him? Maybe. I, why wouldn't you? Thing. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, it's just very strange, very strange. But um, I, I, I quite I've got to say I did like how the doctor reacted to that. You know, yes. he's like, "Why did you do that?" He was just scared. Yeah. yeah, and it's a fair point, you know. If you, I mean, you, you know, you put the shoe on the other foot, and if you crash land on a random planet and you've got random people, and you just wouldn't know what to do, would you? No, you I know, agree. You, you'd I just agree. run, but yeah, no. So I, I really liked how the doctor, the doctor showed a a lot of compassion, uh, you know, in that in that point. And I wonder if he's picked that up from Rose for the last episode. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, you know, I like that. Um, the next thing we then cut back to Mickey who makes a return and um i've got to say i think mickey, you know, mickey was actually acting reasonably in this episode i agree with you to be fair if you put yourself in mickey's shoes yeah absolutely yeah no i think he was i i, I could see they were trying to make it look like that mickey was overbearing and he was too care like you know that kind of thing but i know i think he the way he acted and the things he said was spot on you know that's the reasonable reaction to have of a situation like that you know you, your girlfriend at the time goes missing for a year you know what's happened but no, who's going to believe you yeah exactly no one's going to believe you are they you know so i i do think that 
but yeah, he's he's he, he was actually um acting reasonably. Um the next thing is of course she makes the call. Um Rose's mum makes the call about the doctor. She oh, phones in on the that. alien helpline. Yeah. And I just I had to laugh. They just had the red alert thing for the doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just <laughs> made me chuckle. I was just like, that's pretty you can imagine there's a you know, there's a uh, kind of a call center at the time and she's just typing in away and then suddenly the computer just comes up and it's just like red alert doctor and i was just like it, yeah no it really made me chuckle but that 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 made me laugh um which was uh which was good i i, I gotta say the weirdest thing i found about this episode and it is the coolest thing as well oh. but the way that they de-skinned themselves the severians oh the slovenes is it slovenes slovene oh, and they're not so the slovene is the family name not the alien race what's the alien race called uh, I don't know. That's no, a good question. Fact, they, if you know, I, I leave don't it in the comments. Yep, there you go. That's that's one. Um, yeah, no, I, the the way they uh, de-skinned themselves, I thought was um, scary shit. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty gruesome to be honest. Pretty gruesome. Uh, and, and the thing that really, when they hung them up as well, when they had a like a little meeting and they yeah. just hung them up <laughs> yeah. in a cloakroom, it was just like that's very weird. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought that was again as a kid, you can see that that's the kind of thing that's going to traumatize you. But, yeah, um, that's a cool that that whole skin suit thing is a very cool effect. To be fair. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, the other thing that I put is, of course, then the doctor gets a uh, well gets arrested, and Ro- uh, Rose's mum and Mickey they're they're out there and doing the usual thing, like yeah, you know, they're being pulled away and you know kept back. Um, Mickey is lucky that he didn't get shot by the incompetent. He just licks it. And I'm like, you're literally showing the exact same like kind of brand of the army that just shot point blank shot an alien species dead because it was running at him. I'm like, these guys have just got itchy trigger fingers. You know, he, yeah. he's lucky yeah. he didn't end up with two in the back. Like, you know, but of course, you know, very glad that he didn't. Um, but um, yeah, that no, was just saying. I just thought it was just like, okay, that was that was a bit weird. Um, the whole thing with the prime minister. He's just in the cupboard. He's just in the cupboard. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry, but like the prime minister goes missing, surely someone has to go in that cupboard at some point. You would think, right? You would think. But I suppose, like spaceship crash lands, you probably, like you said, priorities, right? Yeah, but your prime minister's missing though. Like, surely there is something significant in that cupboard that you actually need to <laughs> get, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, even if it's something like a pen, well, you, you know, you'd open the cupboard and go, huh. It's the prime minister's body. Like maybe call it in. I, I don't know. It just seemed a very, a very weird thing that they just had it there. And of course, then they explained that the, the reason they didn't mimic him was because he was too slim, and they, you know, they can only go inside people that are fat. Which, uh, which did make me chuckle. Did make me chuckle. So um, that, that prime minister was supposed to be Tony Blair, and uh, Harriet Jones even says at one point, like, oh, I'm not one of his babes, which apparently Blair's babes was a thing back in the time. They actually yeah. hired, so the guy that plays the prime minister, the dead prime minister, they hired a, a, a Tony Blair lookalike, and they were going to run with it. It was going to be Tony Blair, but the lookalike showed up, and they were apparently so disappointed that he didn't look enough like Tony Blair that they just dropped that plot thread completely. <laughs> I love that. Oh, imagine having to write that on your CV. You know, I look like Tony Blair. You turn up to the job interview and they're like, nope. You're not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, where'd you go in your career progression from there? Like, how'd you you come back from that one? You know, I don't know. I'd love to know what that guy is doing. If we could get him on as a guest, that would be brilliant. I I, I genuinely, I'd I'd love to know how you then tailor your career from there. I mean, (laughs) you kind of committed to one role. You know, you've, you've put all your eggs in one basket, but... Yeah, uh, at the end, and then of course they end the episode. Things start getting a little bit more tasty, um, which I thought was really good. I I, I think it was, you know, I, I tell you what, I'm glad that I could watch it back to back because having to wait a week in between the two episodes, that must have sucked because they well, they really finished episode four on stakes are high. This is it. Where does it go from there? What well, stakes are high at the end of the episode until you see the next time trailer though, right? I didn't watch the next time trailer on that point. Interesting, right? So, big controversy. This is the only series where the next time trailer plays before the credits because okay. this episode in the next time trailer, they, I believe from memory, they show exactly how the Doctor gets out of that situation, how they all get out of the situation. And it received so many complaints 
that from the next series onwards, they push the next time trailers to after the credits. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I should have watched it then. Because, I, 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 again, I felt like I didn't want to... The reason I didn't watch the next time is because I didn't want to spoil... I I wouldn't have assumed it would, it would have spoiled it much anyway, but that's the reason I didn't watch it, because I was like, yeah. no, I want to go into episode five fresh. Yo, nothing. I don't want to watch it next time for the continuation of the story. That's very interesting, that is. Yeah, big I mean, sure, surely... Because uh, the whole point of a, a next time or a trailer or something like that is you want people to tune in. And I say tune in because it was 2005. But you want people to tune in to watch that. And the only way you're going to do that is to leave them guessing, not give exactly, them yeah. The, you know, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. So, of course, the next thing is, you know, the, the of the uh, episode five, um, he says, the doctor says, this is never going to work. He, he kind of comes up with a with a plan that's never going to work. Would you believe the doctor? I don't know because I do get the feeling that he's just winging it most of the time. Yeah, that that I mean, it's a big thing. I, I I've got to say, in terms of plans, firing a missile at, at number ten down the street wasn't exactly what I had in mind. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, would you would you believe him? I mean, you're Rose's mum. You got to put yeah, you know, put yourself in her shoes. You've just you, your daughter's gone missing for a year. She turns up again with this very strange man, and she's like, oh, "I've been traveling everywhere and and all that." Would you? I mean, for me, I probably would because the fact that he brought her back in one piece. It, to me, that obviously shows me that he knows what he's doing. If that makes sense. But then he also cocked up the whole twelve hours, twelve month thing. So is that going to throw some doubt? And again, like, Jackie still doesn't know anything, really. I mean, by this point, she's been in the TARDIS, so she's got an understanding yep. of that. But And then to have this man fire a missile, and they luck out by surviving as well. The Doctor writes themselves off. It's only Rose that says, right, let's get in this cupboard. It's the safest place in an Earth. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't actually say the plan to Rose. He doesn't say the plan to Jackie, does he? He just says, oh, look, this is, yeah, because they've got her on speakerphone, haven't they? Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't watch all of the second episode because, like I said, I love these episodes, but I just couldn't engage with it this week for some Unbelievable. reason. Unbelievable. I know, Unbelievable. so I, my memory's a little bit fa- a little bit hazy. Yeah, so they're, they're on the phone. They've got Mickey on speakerphone. Yeah. And he says, look, you know, I've got a plan, but it's risky. You know, do you trust me? Um, you know, it might not work. And it just, but he doesn't actually kind of um, go into detail with what the plan is. He just says, oh, I've got a plan, that's it. So very, very sketchy, but look, probably the best that he, he, he didn't tell Jackie that he was going to fire a missile at where exactly where they were and just go, yeah, that'll do. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, going on to, um, you know, Rose's mum, Jackie and Mickey, um, something I thought that was quite nice about a kind of a character development with, with Mickey was... Um, Jackie says to Mickey about fixing her up a drink. She says, oh, I could really do with a drink and everything. And Mickey refuses to give her alcohol. He says, no, I'll make you a cup of tea instead. Now, going back to the very first episode, Rose, Yeah. yeah. of course, Mickey is like, let's go down the pub. <laughs> you know, the, the, the workplace blows up and he's like, yeah, let's go down the pub and get that. I know for you know, the Rose, like Rose and the Doctor, it's not actually been that while, but for you know, Mickey and Jackie, it's been a year. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I really like that. You know, it shows that he's matured. He, he now knows how to deal with a bad situation. And he's just like, oh, let's get you a cup of tea. You know, and I, I really like that. I thought that was that was very good writing. I, I yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think, if, so, honestly, what's so good about these first few seasons, this Russell's era, is the... Yeah, character arcs and the family dynamics, they're all done so well. Mickey has a great arc. Even Jackie has a really good arc. By the end of season two, let's... What we'll do is at the end of every series, we'll do like a series rundown. But yeah, series one and two are very much sort of like one big story. And yeah, it'd be really interesting to get your thoughts at the end of it as to how everybody does develop as a character. Yeah, I think it is like you can already see the seeds of it. It's amazing. It genuinely is amazing. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I, uh, it was really, really good writing. It was just like, it was something subtle. It's not blind and the obvious, but just it, something subtle like that. And, you know, sometimes with writing, small things go long. Yeah, they, they go a long yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Um, the next thing I wrote down, of course, they're there um, in, in the in the locked conference room, um, which, by the way, 
um so, something i you know kind of i i, I thought as well um two things one unsurprisingly couldn't find anything yeah whether the conference room in number 10 downing street has these big metal shutters i i think i'm now probably on some kind of watch list because Google <laughs> security at number 10 downing street not the wisest thing in the world and that van that's been parked outside my house for a week now is uh you know kind of starting to scare me it's not moved um but uh yeah um but the, reckon the it is do you reckon it is shielded i don't know see part of me thinks yes but then part of me thinks they've probably got a bunker instead yeah, I think probably they've got a bunker, right? That how mm. would they manage that? We'd have noticed as well. We'd have seen the construction happening, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's still an old building. I know it's been modernised inside, but I think they've got like a bunker, like a bunker in the basement or something yeah. like that. That that's the way I'd see it. That'd be the most logical way. But um, the thing that really made me laugh though is, of course, they're there. They're uh, they're coming up with a plan, and of course, Rose and the Doctor start cracking a few jokes about the situation, and Harriet Jones turns turns around to them and she goes now's not the time to be making jokes. And all I thought then at the time was the amount of memes that flooded the internet when that submarine went missing at the Titanic. <laughs> and I was just like, she would love it now. She'd yeah, just like, you yeah. know, something tragic happens and the internet is just like memes, funny memes. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, okay. It, it's nice to know that the, the world hasn't changed in nearly 20 years. It's just that it's now majority on the internet. But um, No, but you're yeah, right. Well, so that's... And that's again, that speaks like that is so her character as well. It comes up again in a couple or you know, in a few episodes or whenever it is, she's next in it. Um, yeah, yeah no, I like that. That actually becomes a point of contention between her and the doctor as well, which is quite interesting. So just keep your eye on that one as well. Yeah, no, of course. Um, the next thing I've got, um, I actually think I may have, and again, maybe looking into this too far, but I think I've, I've worked out what the Easter egg is. Go on. So in Mickey's room, of course, they're there looking at Unit, and somehow they managed to get onto Unit through Mickey's computer. Um, but on his wall, there are two drawings of Tar like he's obviously got like a kind of almost like a spider chart kind of thing. But there's two pictures, like two hand-drawn pictures of the TARDIS. Right. Is that saying there's more than one doctor? Oh. No. That that's <laughs> no. No. It isn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'd have put money on that. Was that was it? Because I, I like genuinely, there, there was like two hand drawn pictures of the TARDIS, and I'm sitting there thinking, is there more than one like Time Lord or Doctor <laughs> or anything like that? And that's the kind of the the thing. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's been like subtle hints at doubles or or anything like that. But oh, okay, I'm really annoyed about. It. I genuinely thought that was it. Ah, oh, you're getting closer, but uh, still no cigar, mate. Um, yeah. No. Oh, well, that kind of puts a, a hole in the boat, but um, just keep the... your eyes peeled. You're definitely, definitely getting closer. Okay, okay, uh, we, we're getting there. All right, we'll uh, we'll have a look at the next episode and see what it is. <laughs> um, serious Eccleston. Oh, we we had a serious Christopher Eccleston doctor. Oh, God, he's in, brilliant, uh... isn't he? Yeah, it kind of it was just like you go from making these jokes literally in the space of like kind of ten fifteen minutes, the doctor's making jokes, having a laugh, and then it's just bang serious and i've got to say that was a kind of it's a massive juxtaposition to yeah kind of in that 15 minutes and i think that's what as you say i think that's why christopher eccleston got the role as a doctor because you need someone that is going to be light-hearted and you know very quirky very um you know jumps all around and everything like that but then there's also going to be serious things as well like you know when when he's talking about the time war and everything like that I, I really like that. I, I think that was that was quite a. It, it stopped the episode dead, but for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's, which he's uh, which I like. He is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just shows you his acting chops. He's he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um. So of course, then they uh, discover how to kind of you know kill the sea the uh, Slovene, and yeah, pit a lot kind of vinegar. Very interesting. I interesting love way. that exchange. Narrows it down, narrows it down, narrows it down. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's just they're, they're trying to work out, and it's just I love it because everything that, that Rose and Harriet Jones said was was actually relevant. The doctor wasn't taking the piss, he was genuinely narrowing it down, you yeah. know, which I just think is phenomenal. And it just shows you, I mean, I know he's an alien, but it just shows you how vast his knowledge is of everything. Yeah. Um, which is just phenomenal. Uh, you yeah, know, I love it. I, I really do. I would um, be fucked because I don't have any vinegar in my house. 
you don't have vinegar in your house. Don't have vinegar in the house. Vinegar is actually hard to come by in Dubai, especially malt what vinegar. On, what on earth do you put in your chips then? Well, I don't have chips. Oh, you have dry chips. Oh, well, you don't have chips in general. I don't. I, I, the only time I ever get chips is if I do takeaway, and then it comes seasoned anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Carl, you need to come back to the UK, man. Fish and chips with a bit of vinegar and salt on the chips as well. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is just, oh, that is British cuisine. It's finest there. But, I uh, I'm kidding, by the way. But uh, yeah, no, vinegar. No, I've got, I've got vinegar in the house. I'm, I wouldn't have it as easy, readable, like kind of, you know, as easy, accessible as, the, as they, you know, did. It just made me laugh that she went into the, uh, and that was the other thing as well. Mickey's like, I've got no vinegar in the house. And Rose is like, yeah, it's on the uh, cover. Yeah, I the love left, that. Third shelf down. <laughs> it just, it really made me laugh. I was and just she like, hasn't okay, been there enough. for a year as well. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, But it made me laugh. They made a little cocktail. And then the Slovene exploded. Grim. Grim. grim Lovely. Grim. Um, Because you see like a chunk of what I'm assuming is supposed to be flesh, like land on the wall. Yeah. Looking back at it, I'm not even kidding. It looked like they'd got noodles that they cooked up to make them soft, <laughs> and then they put a load of green, like kind of food coloring them, and just slapped them against the wall, and then gone, "That's alien." Like, yeah, and at which <laughs> it just made me laugh. I was just like, "I'm pretty sure that's green colored noodles, like blue milk in Star Wars." You know, green, yeah, green yeah, noodles. Same thing. Um, isn't it? Same thing. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I thought that was really funny. That that made me laugh. Um. But yeah, no, I, I think that was, and then of course they end the episode by by blowing up uh, number ten down the street. Not sure quite how that deals with, you know, whether that was something that was supposed to happen or not. But uh, it's happened now in the history of the UK, so <laughs> that that's it. Um, I, do I think that the way that they, yeah, that the doctor solved this crisis was the most doctor way of doing it? I don't think so. I, I felt like they probably could have been a bit more of a not intelligent way, like salute. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, rather than just going, oh, we're just going to launch a missile at the, you know, at the building we're in. And I was just like, it didn't really seem very Doctor Who esque. You know, you look at you look at episode three. Episode three was solved through science with Charles Dickens. Um, yeah. Episode yeah. two, well, I suppose episode two was solved by sacrifice and the Doctor kind of playing a kind of murder, not mystery thing. But it just didn't seem the the most doctor way of doing things. But that's what he did, and and that's it, really. So that's a um, very good point. To be fair, that's a very good point. Like, yeah, when you think about it, last week he didn't really come up with the solution himself. Episode two, okay, he kind of did, but it was more just sort of actually someone else sacrificed himself for him. The first episode, yeah. Rose comes in and saves the day. Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just seems like, I, to me, I, I feel like the Doctor is a more, he takes the more Star Trek approach, you know, never shoot first, or just ask questions, you know, that kind of violence isn't the answer, you know, it's a solution that I don't want, and I just, I don't know, I know I know they were spoke, they were obviously the bad guys, but I just, do, do did they deserve to be, you know, blown into oblivion? maybe not i don't know it just it was the way it ended but again that was a very weird way you know the reasoning that sort of being why they did everything they were just like yeah we just want to sell off the planet yeah <laughs> but that would probably happen you know what like if elon musk and you know fucking mark zuckerberg started traveling the world do you not think they'd be doing the same thing they'd be selling off planets to make a profit well i mean like i did look at the whole um Ooh, I'm going to get this wrong now. I think it's Nestle, the the uh, kind of chocolate makers. I think it's Nestle. And they, they, they there's this thing that's been going on for years where there's been like, you know, kind of there's been questions over how they get the land and, you know, how they maintain the land to make chocolate and other bits and pieces. And I did kind of think of that, you know, it's kind of almost like instead of planet Earth is the Amazon rainforest or something, you know, it's something like that. And it was just like, but it's a bit far-fetched for my liking, but uh, it is what it is. It still worked. Um, I do think it was a, a lot better ending than episode three because I feel like episode three was just a cop out. That's it done. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's the way it ended. But um, but yeah, uh, and then of course they have a very emotional part at the end with Mickey, um, Mickey Rose's mum, Rose and the Doctor. Uh, where you know Rose's mum is just like, "Don't go," and she's like, 
wanted. This I, this is what I have to do. You know, this is what yeah. I'm here to do. Which I again was very sweet, and you know, I feel. And again, actually, I really liked the the, the interaction between the Doctor and Mickey. Yeah, because yeah, 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 they have a the, really good relationship. There. Yeah, throughout the episode, or sorry, episode four, um, the Doctor keeps calling him Ricky instead of Mickey. Yeah. Um, which of course winds as it would if someone kept calling your name wrong deliberately, you it would wind you up. And it's the fact that especially you know, if the girls said, just run off with him as well, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the fact that A, Mickey has a lot of balls to actually be honest with the doctor and say, Look, I don't want to do that because let's yeah. be real, who would want to do that? You know, it's it, all right, it's a cool thing, but it's dangerous, you know. Um it, you're potentially dangerous. So fair play to Mickey for actually being honest and going, not saying I'm interested in it at all. And then fair play for the doctor, just without no in you know kind of cue or anything like that, just going, yeah, you can't come, not on yeah. our place. Yeah, I love that. I actually again, like I did watch the ending of this, so I totally forgot that that was this episode. But yeah, fair play. You can clearly see that, yeah, that they're becoming, even though they're not companions, they're extended companions, they're extended family, and the doctor, yeah, doesn't want to admit it, but does have a lot of time for it. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I thought it was very good. Um, I think it's just a nice touch. It is a nice touch. Um, but the, the 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 final note I made on this episode was a bit of a kind of a, a, a dark humour thing because, you know, the, the whole thing about where Rose is going to her mum, no, don't worry, I'll be back in 10 of your seconds and yeah. I'll have had all these adventures and everything like that. And, of course, they then they phase off and then, you know, kind of um, Rose's mum and Mickey are stood there and she's on the watch and she's looking and she's like, oh, that's 10 seconds up. I just, it just really, I just thought, imagine they just come back and they're just like, they're covered in like blood or something like that. And then it's like, <laughs> it's all gone wrong. Like I was just, I just would have, uh, would have made me laugh to be he honest. He just walks out carrying Rose's decapitated <laughs> body. It just, just like an arm or something. It's just like, yeah, no, things <laughs> went a bit sideways. Yeah. This, this happened six years in, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was that. Um, let's wrap up because i know this has been a very very long episode and thank you for listening if you're still listening um thank you for i do have us. a few uh miscellaneous notes that i would like to see. okay um i have uh, just go through my notes now oh yeah so the doctor asks rose who's the prime minister and she her response is i don't know i've missed a year Prime ministers <laughs> tend to be in power with more than one year. But then I did think, actually, if that was 2022, mm-hmm. Boris Johnson, Theresa May, Richard, you probably wouldn't know what yep. Yep. Prime Minister it was. Do you know we, we, we went we went through kind of Prime Ministers the rate that some people changed their bedsheets. Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of period. It was just like, we, we it was just like, huh, okay, new Prime Minister. You know, that was it. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Uh, what else have I got? Ah. So the, the 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 female Slovene, Margaret, I think her, her name is the blonde one. Yep. Yep. Um I was getting have you you've seen the Harry Potter films, right? I have. You know oh, I know who you're gonna say. Go on. Uh, is it uh Umbridge uh yes, yes, yeah. I, I you know, as soon as you said that, I was like, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I was like, Yeah, no, actually, no, now you say that. It was it was her, that very kind of like um that like oh, okay. sweet sort of nastiness to uh yeah I really was getting those sort of vibes to be fair yeah like that that really like kind of psychotic smile that they do like that yes. kind of yes. uh, not a joker smile but that kind of thing you're just like oh you're really mean you know um yeah no I get that I saw that yeah um and then the best line I think of all Doctor Who in episode four do you mind not farting whilst I'm saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> Again, completely out of context. No idea what happened, but it just it it's brilliant, isn't it? And and again, that's the that's the slapstick that I was talking about. It just yeah. it does work. And yeah, for me, I found it hilarious. But you know, and as a kid, you probably would find it funny as well. But I just it did seem like they were playing on that quite a bit, which yeah. I do think might have turned some serious people off. Which at the end of the day, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I didn't yeah. think it would have been the reason to make it the worst rated episode of this season but look as i said everyone's themselves exactly mate so um love it or hate it jp uh both of them love it even though again like the you know like episode three there were minor things but they were only minor things um i think the overall episodes but both episodes very good yeah love it what about yourself josh agree with you mate even though i lost interest with it it's still 
they are some of my favorite episodes of this series. And I think that's probably why I've seen them so many times, but yeah, absolutely love it. But that brings us on to the next time. Um, I know you're obviously quite excited about it. I saw your notes. On I it. am. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we always share our notes in between, um, kind of like, you know, before we start recording. And all, all I've put down, and I will um, literally kind of read exactly what I've put. I, I put next episode, na- Naked Doctor, Tank Top Rose, Daleks, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is gun-ho. And again, this got criticised for revealing the Daleks ahead of time. But okay. um, I think... You're doing it to a new audience. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't see an issue with it. I, it got me bloody hyped for it. I didn't know what the Daleks were at the time. I think my parents must have mentioned them. Oh, the Daleks coming back or something like that. And I was like, what yeah. are the Daleks? But yeah, mate, this next time is awesome. And the next episode, I'm happy to spoil it now, is one of the best of all Doctor Who. I'm, 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 to be honest, I'm psyched for it. I can't wait. Uh, I Just watching... And again, it's very difficult because we've we've you know a few Marvel movies. You know, big fan of the Marvel movies. You watch the trailers, and they're not quite what they're cracked up to be. But this looks good, and I'm excited. I, I really am excited. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, can't wait to take notes on it, and of course, can't wait to speak about it next week. Yeah, no, it should be good. Well, that pretty much wraps us up for now. So again, thanks everyone for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, interact with us, ask us questions, and everything. But. We're very grateful that you're still here. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, anything to else, Jay? Uh, anything to add, Jay? No, that's it. We'll catch you next week. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Adios, see you guys.